on a thousand planets and spreading out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. To the bat poles. May the force be with you. Who is that mask man? Avengers, assemble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm your host, Ulysses E. Campbell. We'll start off today's show with some genre-related news. Director Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League will premiere on HBO Max on March 18th. The film has received an R rating for violence and some language. Runtime is reportedly close to four hours, and despite rumors, the movie will be released as a miniseries. HBO Max apparently has no such plans. The Snyder Cut will also include Jared Leto as the Joker. The Walt Disney Company announced this week that it has entered into an exclusive television deal with director Ryan Coogler's Proximity Media. The deal is for five years. Coogler, who of course co-wrote and directed Black Panther for Marvel Studios to great acclaim, will develop new television series, including one set in the Kingdom of Wakanda for Disney+. Coogler is currently working on Black Panther 2. Entrepreneur Jared Isaacman is funding a trip into space aboard a SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule. It will be the first ever orbital flight crewed by a team of non-astronauts. According to the press release, Isaacman will be mission commander and has purchased three additional seats. One he has donated to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. The other two are for contest winners, one from Isaacman's uh, e-commerce platform and the other uh, the general public. The flight is scheduled for later this year. And while all crew have yet to be selected, Isaacman has indicated that mission training could begin as soon as 30 days from now. More on this story as it develops. The CW Network has announced renewals for several of its Arrowverse shows. Can we still call it the Arrowverse, despite the fact that Arrow isn't on the air any longer? Well, in any case, The Flash has been renewed for an eighth season, Legends of Tomorrow will be coming back for its seventh season, and Batwoman will be returning for a third season. The network also ordered an additional five episodes of Superman and Lois, bringing the total number of episodes for season one up to 15. Today, we're talking about WandaVision, the latest... I don't even know what to call it, the latest phenomena from Marvel Studios and Disney+. And even though there are only a couple of episodes that are out, it has already caused a tremendous stir. So, uh, let me introduce today's panel. I'm joined by Roberto Ortiz, Drew Bittner, and Julian Lytle. This is the reason why I was thinking about WandaVision, because... There were some people who watched the first couple of episodes and they were all, they were done. It was like, I don't understand it. This doesn't make any sense. I don't know what they're trying to do. And then the fourth episode comes and everything kind of gets explained. And all of a sudden, then people are like, oh yeah, I like this. And it was just 
the storytelling was kind of unorthodox is all it was and so i i felt like it was it's worthwhile just to say they didn't understand it they're looking like why it's in black and white it's like a sitcom what what is this you know they forgot how to watch tv basically <laughs> you know I, I, some some people never knew i i don't what? you could say that but um as a person who didn't give it a nine or a ten as like i get what you're doing like uh-huh cool that's why they put those first two episodes out the same day so you can yeah. get through all the trope quick like the mm -hmm. meta oh it's a tv show and a tv show about a tv show blah 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 like that's cool but it's not episodes and you wasted 44 minutes did they waste 44 minutes no that being said i think it's skippable okay. so the third episode you know when it goes into the late 60s goes into color the baby uh kicking monica out leading into the episode the fourth episode is cool like other than getting into the trope of like Oh, that's Dick Van Dyke right there. That's a little bit. I love Lucy. That's a little like, yo, we get to a, a, a point where there's people who never grew up watching old TV. So I sit there and wonder, it's like, and she was like, oh, they had Nick at Night. Like not every, not every kid in the 90s was allowed to stay up that late to watch Nick at Night. Like, luckily I watched all those shows in the daytime during the summer or when I got home from school, I'm watching Beverly Hillbillies. I'm watching Andy Griffith. I'm watching. Dick. I'm watching all them shows. I know all. So them you shows. had some familiarity with it, is what you're yeah. saying. The younger you go, the more it's like, eh. Well, I like, like they ain't never seen the honeymooners. They, like, oh, uh, Betty White been on TV the whole time. TV been around, and most people only know her from Golden Girls. Mm, yeah. But one thing I like that they're doing on the show is basically is that they dramatic arc that they're following and i think it's them being clever they're following the structure of sitcoms of the history of sitcoms from the beginning from the i love lucy and honeymooners to the present and specifically going after the 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 arc of the relationship between vision and wanda because it's like a relationship it's basically it's all great. It's all wonderful. Uh, it's kind of innocent towards the 60s and the 70s. The, uh, then they go into the Brady Bunch kind of era where the situations are kind of silly. Then you hit the, the family ties era towards the 80s where things start to get a little bit more serious. Then the 90s where things start getting more cynical. Then the O's where things get really cynical. With the one well, you're, you're extrapolating uh, oh, to a point we thing. haven't seen. Yeah, uh, this is what I'm seeing in terms of the this what I'm feeling in terms of the structure that they're following in terms of the art. Well, let's let's see if we even get there. I mean, you we, know, from from we will going from the trailers, they they do a a modern family room. That's the thing. I don't even say the '90s '90s sitcoms weren't cynical. 2000s weren't even that. Come like, on, 2000s is most likely going to be represented by a modern family. Was not cynical. And Friends, Friends, it's I was I'm... friends cynical. It's just about a bunch of young white people living in New York. 
Yeah, I couldn't even watch past the first season. Sorry, yeah, it was just too okay. silly. I'm like, I now I tell you, I was grooving off that theme song. That all now 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 now. I mean, I love that. I wouldn't call Friends cynical. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you Friends. Seinfeld. 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 I'll, I'll take Seinfeld. Seinfeld uh, was snarky. That I think we're going to kind of go up uh, like a Family Ties route with yeah. some of this. I think we'll see some yeah. Full House. Uh, they got to be Full House. A lot of shows. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, naturally, it. yeah. <laughs> they got to go. They got to. But we'll see. Fake. We'll see more of the family style shows rather than the group of twenty-something friends, like like yeah. Friends, like Seinfeld. You know. Yeah. So. Well, and, and they're and they're not going to devote an entire episode to that stuff anymore. It's going to be. Um, you know, Cat Dennings watching it. Are you sure? From oh no, I have no idea, but because I suspect. I would say that episode four is just X Files. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Well, we we got to see. I mean, there's enough other stuff because see, Vision is getting suspicious. I hate you, Julian. That's a really good. You get that? It was. It's a. Uh, uh, so two ages is a. It's a man and a woman, and they investigate some weird stuff. Holy oh yeah. Oh my God! And one's a skeptic and one's a believer, and yeah. they have witty banter and they work for the government. Yeah, it's the X Files. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. it is. I saw that too. Like I was like, yes, okay. Once you get past the, you know, Monica waking up from you know the snap, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is X Files. Good job. Yeah, and they <laughs> had to give you a little background on that too. You know, in terms of what happened to Maria and all of that stuff. You know. Yeah, it was. That was. I'm glad they did that. Being oh a, yeah, be a real character. So like, but yeah, it's still within TV convention. It just oh yeah, they explained it. They chose a sci-fi mystery procedural drama, mm -hmm. and I have a feeling it's going to go back to more sitcom, more sitcom. Mm. Wow, maybe a little Wonder Years ish. I think well, gonna, I, I, my guess is they're going to go Roxanne next when they go to the eighties. You know, we in the nineties. We we got to see what they decide to do. You know, because I, I at this point I find it well, I, and and I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's it's. I would be surprised if after episode four they went back to the style of storytelling that they were doing. You know, because part of part of what happened with those first three was the viewer didn't know what was going on. And I mean, my impression from episode four was that they were transitioning to something more traditional, you know, but who knows? I mean, you know, cause now that we know what it is, presumably people could watch some more of that without it being an issue. But, you know, now, you know, of course we, we see and we understand how, you know, this team from the outside is trying to penetrate Westover, you know, or Westbrook West or whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah. Westfield. I'm sorry. Westfield. Wait, no, it's not Westfield. Westview. Is it? Westview. 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 No, no okay. you're at Westview. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, sorry, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll make believe yeah. anyway. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's in New Jersey. It's like, oh, my goodness. How do you guys there is no Westview. There's only Eastview. How they explain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of curious, guys. How do you feel about how they explain Sword Away? Why do they got to explain it away? They already showed Sword in the Spider-Man movie. Did they? Sword yeah. is in the Spider-Man yes, movie? Yes, you're right. Yeah, That's yeah. with the scrolls and Nick Fury chilling in space. But the end of the movie. 
Now, in the comics, what was S.W.O.R.D.? S.W.O.R.D. was created by Joss Whedon to be the shield for space. Okay, because all I remember was Peter Corbeau's Star Corps. So, yeah, like about 20 years ago, Joss Whedon and Astonishing X-Men made S.W.O.R.D. Uh, head by Abigail Brand. And oh. they protect the Earth from all the alien stuff. Okay, I have... deals with, the, the well... The terrestrial things. Okay, I have seen that because that Abigail yeah, it's been around Brand. a lot. Like it's a yeah. secret invasion. Abigail Brand has been in as a bunch of yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, Carol took it over, and then it became part of the Alpha Flight thing. And hmm. come on, I don't even read the books no more. I'll still be knowing. <laughs> well, I've read a lot of comic books, man. It's like this, so all this starts to run together after a while. It's like, oh, another super secret organization. Oh, what you know. Yeah, yeah, you got to make a space one because we always dealing with aliens. Well, Julian, it it looks like you didn't hate it. I mean, I know you didn't say you gave it a nine, like uh, Drew. And actually, okay, so because I, I see a review from Drew and Cat, and, and I see a review a from Julian. Score. Yeah, they gave it a nine. So, yeah. but I'm curious though, Drew, was that like a collaborative thing between you and Cat, or did one of you? like kind of have to sway the other one like yeah this is a nine thing i mean just had you all arrive at nine i really liked it Catherine didn't really watch the first episode so we're watching it and it's like okay um i get what they're going for here and i liked it i mean because partly i was a fan of those black and white shows growing up so so yeah i mean it, it appeals to me it's kind of written to my sensibilities and Catherine liked it too she thought it was it was cool and had some interesting stuff in it and I think that, you know, watching one through three, there's a certain degree of, okay, we we get that it's a sitcom, we get that they're moving forward every decade, and so on, and we get that there's, you know, cracks starting to show, you know, here and there. Um, but but I think we both thought that it's Marvel taking a chance on something very different. It's setting up an awful lot of unexplained stuff right away that, you know, they're not, they are not holding your hand. They're not spoon feeding you the ending in the first 10 minutes. And I think a lot of people got impatient with that and they wanted all the answers. And I'm like, well, you're, you're not getting that. So, so no, I mean, I think that our, our review was totally like, you know, I, I stand behind it. Um, I think that we, looked at it and said it's it's experimental it's taking a chance it's definitely an unusual story and given what i know of where a lot of these things go it's not going to be a happy ending and you know people kind of have to be ready for that so i agree okay thank you you're listening to fantastic forum on wera 96.7 fm and streaming via wera.fm we are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Roberto Ortiz, Drew Bittner, and Julian Lytle. And we were talking a little bit about the new Disney Plus series, WandaVision. Well, I'm still going to call it new, even though it's been out for uh, a little while. Yeah. Well, yeah. you think she's a bad person? Do you think she's the one in control of the illusion, or do you think that somebody's playing her? Um. My guess would be that she's in control of the illusion. My guess is that she is, uh, to an extent, it's 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 running off of her power, but how much she's actually controlling it consciously, I, I don't know that she is. I mean, that, that last episode where she 
you know, throws Monica through the walls and out of the out of the the enclosure altogether, out of Westview. Um, she looked at her hands like she didn't know she she could do that. And so I think on on one level she knows completely what's going on. I think she's very attuned to that. Yeah. I'm able to edit things. I'm able to control this. I don't want vision to realize this is not, uh, you know, the completely the real world. But on another level, I think that she is in character. I think that she is invested in being Wanda, not Wanda Maximoff. And the things that pull her out of that or, or threaten to break character, she responds to, you know, the way that she is in her, in her, in her real life. But other than that, she's in character. She's she's Wanda, Vision's wife. And, you know. Well, I'm making a distinction between controlling it and being self-aware, okay? I mean, I absolutely think she's controlling it. I don't think she's aware of what's happening at all. I think she's in the middle of this thing without realizing what it is. And I, I agree, you know, when something happens that challenges the framework of the situation, you know, like when, uh, you know, the Geraldine character said, yeah, you were a twin, you know, uh, Pietro, but he was killed by Ultron. And she's like, what did you say? What? You know, and it was kind of like, let me, let me, this isn't something that is supposed to be here. Let me expel this, you know, same kind of thing with, I mean, just the, the way that things change when they enter that environment, you know, like the, the encounter suit becoming a beekeeper suit. And the guy coming up out of the um, out of the sewer, you know, from sword. And it's like, wait, no, you got to go because you're challenging, you know, the framework of what this thing is. But see, ultimately, that was a good switch. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I got to give respect for that. Like, you knew that everybody who thought they knew what was going on was going to say that was an aim. So you put the beekeeper suit in there Mm -hmm. to get all the people to say, oh, I know what that is. It's an aim. And you'd be like, then you get to it's like, wasn't aim at all. <laughs> I know, not even close. Yuli, I would, I would say, I, I, I like where you're going with that. I, I, the only change, I, the only thing I would suggest is maybe Wanda generates this, but it's a question of how much she's controlling it. Bingo, I agree. I, I think. Uh, Wait, well, you, hey, you mean somebody else, some other mind directing everything, it's, and has it's somehow just... drawn her in and uh, tapped, leeching off her power. To create it's, this, it's it's possible there's something else consciously directing it, but it's it's also possible that Wanda is uh, subconsciously directing it. But yeah, they're saying that this movie is going to lead directly sure. to the multiverse of, of madness. It, can, it connects yeah. to Doctor Strange, which I'm, I think, which I think is filming now. Yeah, which I think for me it would be more interesting if there isn't a big bad guy, and there's a reason for her to have to. Uh, go with Doctor Strange because of what she did. Hmm. So, or like, if you make a big be- bad guy, who's a big bad guy's fault? I like Wanda stories when it's like, nah, she tripping. Yeah, somebody gotta I, look out for her. I, I agree. I think that it's it's a it's a much stronger story if we deal with the idea that this is a woman who's lost her family, her brother. Yeah, the man exactly. that she loves, all these things. Her life has been one tragedy after another. She's been used, she's been experimented on, she's been manipulated, and the one time she thinks she's close to finding happiness, 
the, the one that she loves is dead and he's been dead for five years when she comes back mm-hmm. and and she's immediately thrown into this fight against Thanos and she barely has a chance to deal with him before everything falls apart and I think that at a certain point this woman has just been pushed too far and I, I think I think it's entirely credible as a narrative choice that she just broke that she snaps and well, and everything, all the power that she has through the Mind Stone just goes and goes berserk. <laughs> well, what the heck do you do with somebody who's, what, what they say in, this, in Marvel Comics, a uh, Omega-level mutant? I mean, what the heck would you do so, with somebody that powerful who's manipulating reality? For crying out loud. Well, Dr. Strange. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll see. Benedict Cumberbatch. Ha ha. Come with yeah. me, Wanda. Come to the house. <laughs> You know, but see, in her grief, I mean, I could even see that if this was something, you know, that she created in a dream state, you know, I mean, her powers overwhelming her. And see, this is the thing. What you see is, you know, because it's too perfect. The vision she's created is the vision. And he's starting to get suspicious about what's going on and but not realizing that he can only live inside this bubble he steps outside of that and he ceases to exist because he's dead you know well i mean and and there's and there's actually spoiler footage out there of a future episode where he gets close to the barrier and tries to push his way through and yeah Mm -hmm. so it's not even yeah they put that out just to get yeah and he he can't go through that barrier right and Mm -hmm. and the other scene where agnes in like the 80s clip says let's take this from the top or should we take this from the yeah, top? Yeah, should we and... take this from the top? Yeah, you know. And well, like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and you know, but they were brushing up on that when uh, you know the Agnes character and the black guy, you know, they were outside the house, and they were. It's like they were trying to tell him something, you know, because the people in it have, although even though you know the Geraldine character was completely unaware, it seems. And she had been changed. I guess other people who were in there, maybe who had been there longer or something, have some awareness of what's going on. And but you know, but they're afraid. And yeah. I, I, it's unclear how they're being directed, or you know, what force it is that keeps them tapped in there or plugged in. You know, whether it's some evil version of Wanda or or what. I mean, who who knows? You know, but it's um, I don't I. If, but it's, I think, it's, I think, but I think what Herb was trying to say was we're all trapped here, and he's cutting through that wall because subconsciously, when Wanda's when Wanda's control slips a little bit, it's a subconscious. So I want to, I want to cut through the wall. I want to get out of here. Hmm. So what you mean the vision? No, 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 no. Like, when the, the black when guy. The, when, when the black guy, the neighbor, we. Yeah, he was just like cutting. And he was just not stopping. Oh yeah, yeah. They're trapped, like. They know they're trapped, though. That's what makes it yeah. sucky. It's like, like I see what you're trying to do, Ulysses. You're going with the like, oh, she's a dream. She's not doing. I'm more of a like House of M, like, and and the vision disassembled. Like, no, nah, she did this on purpose. <laughs> like, that, I, I think it's. I think I think Julian is somewhere between the two. I think yeah. That, that, yeah, she she's doing this, and she's aware of it, but it but it's not entirely in her conscious control. That she's not really. You know, manipulating every little thing that she's just sort of like when she says it's all under control. It's like she kind of knows that yeah, I've got this whole town in this great big you know 
fishbowl that we're living in and we're going to be happy here and all that. But I don't think that it's this. I think it's I, I, I think it's more innocent in, in a way. And I don't think it's a malicious kind of I want to control everybody. It's that I want to make this a happy place to live and we're going to be happy here no matter what. Guys, we could all, all be uh, snap people because remember, Monica was able to get into it and she was able to see it. Probably yeah. because she was a snap person. But may, may, may I suggest a happy medium? I think what happened is that an organization like Remains of Hydra called Wanda decided to do an experiment with her, put her in some sort of yell or something. And they wanted to basically tap her power somehow. And the experiment they were doing on her got out of control. That's how I could see this happening, That why this happened. That they might have been trying to do something to her. And all of a sudden, yeah, we're going to let's see how her powers really are. And it's like, here you go. And she starts messing with reality. And, and the people who basically are in the town are basically the people who were doing the experiment on her. That we might take. Well, I suppose that could be also... Um... You know, the, the only thing is, if they are going to have this thing somehow lead into multiverse of madness, uh, then I, I tend to agree with Julian that it, if you already if you have some kind of big bad for that, um, I, I don't think it's as effective as if it's Wanda herself. Well, somehow, but technically she's still the bad guy because imagine specifically if Wanda is not aware that she has the ability to control reality. Yeah, but it's still somebody performing an experiment on her, you know. And, and the inference is that none of this would have happened if this Hydra offshoot hadn't been mucking around with her. Okay, I'm gonna give you a, a prediction. Pay attention to Quicksilver, um, because that's the the ace in days uh, are holding back. The question everybody should be asking themselves is. If they, if she has the power to bring dead people back to life, why she hasn't brought back her brother? And who's going to be playing Quicksilver? Well, does she have the power to bring dead people back to life? I don't know. Vision is a synthesoid. Yeah. So what she's doing, I mean, that's she hasn't brought anybody back to life. I mean, she's he basically powered by a gem, which she has those powers mm -hmm. in her. So it's like bringing him back to life is a little bit different than actually bringing people back to life. And, but, and yeah. also, don't, also don't forget, she had a little bit of time to get used to the idea of Pietro being dead. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. In, in, terms, in terms of her experience, Vision only died a few days before you know, this whole thing happened. Right. Uh, that would be the, what was called the inciting event. Uh, the question is, um, but if I was Kevin Feige and basically wanted to introduce the concept of the multiverse, and I wanted to start leading towards the concept of multiple versions of multiple Marvel characters played by multiple actors. Ah, if I was him, I don't know. I might be tempted to basically bring the Quicksilver from the um, Fox movies, just to mess up people's heads. I, I don't think we'll see anything connected to the X for a while. But it's it's hard hard to say i mean i mean you know there's there's a possibility that this whole ability to change reality could be the way they introduce mutants there could be a reverse yeah. house of m effect 
There could be a bunch of things. And I mean, people were already saying that, oh, the CMBR mentioned in episode four is an allusion to the Fantastic Four. And the idea yeah. is, oh, there, yeah. are still, there are still astronauts out there or people that, you know, have gone, that, that went out and haven't come back yet. You know, Actually, that too, the, sword, so. the whole thing with Sword is a perfect side, it's a perfect setup to introduce the Fantastic Four. If you sub well, if it, it's 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 one it's one setup, you know, Roberto. I, I think there are other ways to do it, and I'd, I'd frankly prefer them see something, do something else, because I think that makes that makes the Fantastic Four way too dependent on an outside group. I think I, I like the idea of Reed doing this basically on his own, and you know, not not tying it to Sword or you know this pre-existing stuff. Yeah, but at the most, maybe I would say like she. I I was always the more thinking like they get stuck in the negative zone or something, and then they come out and they're the new people out of time. Like, since you got rid of Steve Rogers to a point, you have another set of characters where it's like they totally don't know what's going on. But we'll we'll see. I I personally think the negative zone is gonna come into play because it's too much fertile. Uh, ground there you know with the negative zone the multiverse uh um nova because they can bring the richard rider nova mm -hmm. uh over the annihilation wave annihilus like it's too much good it's too much good fertile material over there like there's, there's a lot of great stuff i mean the yeah. the only the, the thing that gets me is that they they kind of had their shot at it in fantastic four 2015 mm -hmm. and they decided that they they didn't want Doom. They wanted Annihilus, but they were going to call him Doom. And yeah. because they they, they kind of I mean let's let's be honest, Toby Kebbell's character was really sort of a mashup of, you know, kind of a low powered Doom and Annihilus. I thought, but uh, it was a bad take. Well, was, even in terms of the way he looked, and was, uh, you know, because that mask. I mean, that was. And I didn't think about it till you just mentioned it, but that the face mask was more Annihilus. Yeah, uh, you know, so I don't know. I, I, you know, with the whole WandaVision thing, part of what I, I part of what I did, because I was I was lying awake the other night. I was trying to remember how her powers originally worked. And uh, then, you know, because the hex power thing and she had the ability to disrupt probability, you know, is the way that they always put it. And she could do three hexes before she was exhausted. And then she sort of had to like recharge i mean it was kind of sucky thing and i i i didn't i haven't ever really appreciated because they, they, it's more like telekinesis now what they have her doing and that wasn't what her power was supposed to be so in one regard i like that there's the suggestion that the scarlet witch is her powers are something beyond what had been shown in the movies up until now you know, oh, yeah. because I, I think she was being done a disservice uh, in terms of that. So it, it but it'll be it'll all be very interesting to see how this shakes out and um, and what they ultimately decide to do. And we're absolutely going to have to talk about it because, I mean, at this point, they're not even halfway through. I mean, I believe there are nine episodes total of this. And so, you know, after after episode five you know at least work but it'll be interesting to see what happens with the remainder of the series 
Hey, so uh, that musical cue means that we have reached the end of the first segment of the show. Of course, WERA is a community radio station. Among other things, that means that we rely on the ongoing support of our listeners as well as our underwriters and our program sponsors. Find out how you can support the Institution of Community Radio, Community Media by visiting the website at WERA.FM or the website of our parent organization, Arlington Independent Media at ArlingtonMedia.org. So we're going to step aside momentarily while we acknowledge the invaluable contribution of those underwriters and sponsors. We're also going to take the opportunity to promote some of the other wonderful offerings of WERA. But stick around, don't touch that dial, because Roberto and Julian and Drew and I will be right back right after this. And welcome back to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming online via WERA.FM. Radio Arlington, I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Drew Bittner and Roberto Ortiz and Julian Lytle. And we were talking about the latest phenomena from Marvel Studios, because the only way you can describe these things is as a phenomenon. They have got people so brainwashed <laughs> that they think any old thing that comes from Marvel Studios is like manna from heaven. But we're slightly more objective. It just so happens that this WandaVision thing is genuinely innovative. And uh, we were talking a little bit about that innovative nature in the first half of the show. Uh, some of our speculation about where it's going to go. And that's actually where I'd like to pick up for the beginning of the second half of the show, because where this thing goes, and of course, there is still the bulk of it that is due out. I mean, we just saw episode five that dropped yesterday, and so frequently, and I'm going to ask you all to avoid spoilers. Let's not talk about episode five at all because there are probably a lot of people who have yet to actually watch it. So, okay. um, yeah. But in those first four episodes, uh, you know, it's already caused quite a stir. And the first three more than anything. But that fourth episode kind of threw people because, as Julian mentioned, uh, it was sort of like uh, the... Um, the X-Files. The X-Files, exactly. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And, um, and yet, they still built on the foundation of these situation comedies and you guys had mentioned a couple of the other situation comedies from the uh, 80s and from the 90s and from the aughts and you know so um, I'm just I'm just sort of curious as to where we think this thing is going to be going and uh, Julian why don't you start out well just going by what they've shown it looks like the vision is going to start questioning the reality more yep um, wanting to see exactly what's going on as Wanda doesn't really tell him and I expect pretty good growing pains family ties ish style sitcom hijinks which I look forward to I expect a full house one because she is an Olsen sister 
And come on, the joke is just sitting right there. The meta's there. I expect that'd it. be really funny. Um, that would be really um, meta. <laughs> with twins. Yeah. And she has twins. There's so much meta joke right there. I want that to happen. <laughs> uh, also, you know, it looks like there's the modern family style. I didn't think it was going to go that far. It would be interesting to me if they actually do go back to the sitcom format. And then when you when you get into Act Three, you do another uh, sword episode. Clearly, it's it's a it's a three act show, and I I got that from the first three from watching the first three episodes. I was like, okay, yeah, this is not episodes. Act one is one through three. Act two is four through six, and then you know yeah. that that's what I'm guessing. More hijinks, more sitcommy, uh, more cat dinnings. More Randall Park, and I guess Monica Rambo being Monica Rambo-ish, I doubt she gets powers yet. But do you think mm. she's gonna get powers eventually? She's Captain Marvel. Oh, she better. You really want you really want the black fan base that mad at you that you don't give her her powers? I don't think they want that smoke. Yeah. Mm. And I'm so glad you called her Captain Marvel because what she's That's her been name. photon. She's been, I don't know, Lightwave or something. I mean, they gave her a couple other names because the Captain Marvel thing, unfortunately, didn't stick. Now, they, what they've done is they've kind of set it up for her to be Photon. Yep. Because, as yep. I recall, that was what they gave as her mother's call sign as a pilot. What? How did she get her powers? I don't remember. I have to go back and re- reread that issue. Because I think she, she like, first appeared in like, Avengers. In like the 60s, where radiate, uh, nuclear power was like magic dust that everybody exposed to a nuclear reactor would get magical, uh, superpowers? Well, uh, look, I have actually just looked it up, and she yeah. was a lieutenant in the New Orleans Harbor Patrol and operated as a cargo ship captain. And she was trying to prevent the creation of a dangerous weapon and was exposed to extra-dimensional energy and as a result, she was uh, thereafter able to convert her body to energy. Technically, that just happened. Just saying. Oh, oh, you know, wouldn't it be fascinating if as a consequence of her of this experience, that's how she got her powers? Maybe. Oh, you know, Yeah. remember that yeah, it works for me. It could be that they're thinking of doing uh, House of M in reverse. That... Mm, it's a little bit more. It's still more vision than it is. But the thing is that um, if the mutes, basically in the earth we're seeing, if the people who get the powers are existing people, in other words, you could have uh, normal people basically also and become mutants because of what's happening in the event. I, I, again, I don't think the X-Men is popping up any time before the Fantastic Four, but... Yeah, I don't think you'll even hear the word mutant. But see, I, I my recollection, I, and I'll be honest with you, I wasn't crazy about House of M. Uh, in fact, they, they, the whole House of M thing, because she did it, she was just so incredibly powerful. That wasn't my recollection of the Scarlet Witch. The Scarlet Witch that I was familiar with, uh, that I read, um, sort of, when she began to study witchcraft... Uh, with Agatha Harkness, who had been the Fantastic Four's longtime nanny, looking out for Franklin when he was little, um, and who was a witch. And she began to study uh, under her. And there was a really cool episode, listen to me, episode, issue of the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, with uh, Necrodamus. And, um, you know, she, I, I was mentioning in the earlier part of the show that she was limited to three hexes, and she actually did a fourth hex, and there was all this crazy stuff that happened. But it was basically her and Agatha Harkness sealed up in one of the rooms in the mansion uh, by, like, magical forces, and this Necrodamus came in and transformed into, like, big, mean guy, and fight ensued, and... Um, you know, there was something fishy that went on because he had this this case uh, or like a box and Wanda shattered it and all these spirits and stuff came out and there was this maelstrom in the room and um, apparently Agatha Harkness's familiar, who was her cat, um, grew large enough to hold Wanda in place amidst the maelstrom. But she couldn't quite make out who it was. Yeah. No, was it, it was actually it was actually a pretty cool book. I can't but remember this was John exactly. Byrne, right? No, 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 oh no, 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 no. This was way before John Byrne. I mean, I'll in, in fact I'll I'll pull up which one this was. But all all that to say that it this it just wasn't it wasn't my Scarlet Witch. But she made know, her you own got to... kids, Ulysses. I think the thing with that era was that business was pulling from the fact that oh she just dreamed up some children and she just had some children and they just went away. And he was like, oh, I can do anything now. If you just dream up people, you can just make whole people out of thin air. Nah, you got we way more powerful than that. Yes, and I also let that whole thing slide because there's no Phoenix. And at that time, the Phoenix would burn every, everything away that's fake. Perfect time for her to freak out and change reality. There's no Phoenix to wipe it away. But that's a different conversation. Yeah, it's actually Avengers 128 that I'm thinking of. I think that Wanda's had a life of tragedy, and this will only continue. Um, I think that she, I think that we'll 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 discover an awful lot about her powers and how they they tap into some really fundamental forces. I mean, I think I think we're going to get a new appreciation for the Infinity Stones out of this and what they can really do if they're unleashed. You know, they they did one big thing already, but we'll see them do other things now. I think that. Um, well, I don't think it's going to end happily for her. I think that it's going to lead to her requiring some outside help to get her powers under control and for her to understand them. And that's going to lead into Doctor Strange 2. So I think there's that. I think that there's so much speculation around who's going to show up yet in this show that we don't know about that there's an awful lot of opportunity for them to do some really big things. So I think we're going to see some surprising things. I think there'll be some very, very big surprises coming up. But I don't think that it will ultimately end happily for Wanda and Vision in all this. Agree. You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming online via WERA.FM. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Julian Lytle and Drew Bittner and Roberto Ortiz. We're talking about the new Disney Plus series, WandaVision, which debuted to great acclaim several weeks ago. I think uh, the people from S.W.O.R.D. are more directly involved with this that they're letting on. I think that when Vision died, they're the ones who took his body, and they're the ones who were taking it apart. I think that when that happened, when the snap was undone, which was fairly recently, I think since Wanda was one of the persons who was snapped, the first thing she did is basically went 
to where his body was, which was a sword facility. I think that somebody was trying to intervene or help her and whatever they were doing went out of control and this is where Miss Harkness comes in. Uh, uh, I think that what we're seeing is basically somebody was either trying to help her or stop her and they, they nobody was aware of how powerful she was or how connected she is now to the Infinity Stone. I think that what's going to happen is that the, her powers basically are going to, uh, was, it's going to open the possibility specifically for other universes. I really am convinced that one of the characters that they're going to bring back um, as a vision or whatever is going to be Quicksilver, but not the Quicksilver she expects. I really, really, really think they're going to go that way. I think, yes, that the person who's going to have to come in and intervene has to be Dr. Strange. But the question nobody has been able to answer me is who was the FBI agent following into the town? Remember that he said that he was there because he was following somebody? Who was that person? Mm, all right, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Jimmy, Jimmy Wu was following somebody. He, there, was, there was a missing person case yeah. going on here that he tracked the guy to, to Westview and, the, oh. and then that, that fell off the map. It obviously means something because this is the way that they assemble these shows. I had looked at it as a throwaway line, but as they began to identify the players in the uh, situation comedy, there was, I don't remember a scene where Wu said, oh, wait, that's the guy I'm looking for, which would exactly. tend to suggest that none of the people that they identified were actually his missing person that's Damn. that that's a, that that's a good catch hey let me ask you guys something because i'm thinking back to the uh vision and scarlet witch miniseries now um there's i there were two that i looked at uh one was that one that came out in the early 80s that was written by bill mantlo and penciled by rick leonardi was this the one where she had the kids i i remember that they had like a 12 issue mini I think was the the longer one. It's yeah, that, that was that was the second yeah. one. The first yeah. one was four issues, and that was the 1982 one. So the uh, so the yeah. second series is the one you're talking about. Yeah, and that's the one that, that introduced the kids and oh, so like living, living in suburbia and things like that. Yeah. I think that I think yes. that, was, I think that was the second one. So yeah, that was that was Mr. Mrs. Vision living in the suburbs. This this show. I kind of, I mean, in my mind, kind of draws more on that series than on any other. It, to yeah. me, it pulls from a bunch of different things, depending on the That's visual right. aesthetics and um, and that. Like, it took, there's a there's a lot of the '80s series of WandaVision, of the second one that you're talking about, the, the mm -hmm. issue one. But then, like, I can't, I can't fake like the the Vision, the most recent Vision miniseries. With the whole suburban house and the and the vest and you know mm -hmm. the sweater vest and everything like is is it's, it's sitting there it's, it's it's right there so yeah I, I don't I know Roberto's big on the House of M stuff but right now to me it's just it's just all regular Avengers stuff that's all weird stuff they had or doing the Avengers because I have a theory that every main Marvel team has a focal woman character that they all rally around which is the most powerful one. So, you know, oh. Wanda's the Avengers one. You know, Gene is the X-Men one. And 
Sue is the Fantastic Four one. So Holy cow. Mm. those are those are the three main women of the Marvel universe. Mm. You know, well, you that's a far cry. Wow, far cry you from you comic books, man. <laughs> well, it's a far cry from the days where uh, these these female characters were blending into the background. And it's funny because each one of the ones you mentioned, uh, Julian, uh, it, it, when they were first introduced, were so far in the background you almost couldn't even find them. And I think it's just wonderful that comics have evolved the way they have to where the women now are the focus of these series and oh, yeah, uh, they're, they're the heavy hitters of the team if you stop to think about it exactly even, well, even if you don't stop to think about it it's obvious they're and like, like... You know. all right so um we're almost out of time but a couple of questions i'll ask you a happy ending or not and no how e okay well I, I hadn't gotten to you yet but okay you know it's like and i already know drew said not happy ending too but um mm -hmm. you know and how easy is it for them, because all of this is going to lead into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So, uh, Roberto, you had started. Not happy, because I don't see Vision coming out of this alive. Let's start from there. Well, he ain't alive now. And she might get the consolation prize with the kids, I, because there's mm. too much potential with the kids. And I also see the fact that uh, people in the government are going to demand that she be restrained somehow because she's somebody who has that amount of power that can change reality. That's kind of a dangerous person to be having just running around. Mm. Well, that sounds like she could really use some uh, master magician to be able to teach her how to, uh, to use her stuff. But, you know, that, that all depends on how closely they align what she does with magic or, uh, you know, because quite, quite honestly, the way that the first Doctor Strange ended, I was kind of curious what they were going to do with Baron Mordo and this whole crusade of his to rob magic users of their powers. And I, I got to wonder if that is going to be an element to this movie or not. I mean, I don't even know if uh, Chiwilti Ejiofor is going to be in this. So... You know, so there's that. Julian, uh, what do you think? Um, well, unlike Roberto, I do expect Division to come out of this alive because he's really? dead. Yeah, because like I'm still expecting all white. I'm just a robot Vision. That was like my favorite Vision. Um, you know, after he got destroyed in the comics and then he got rebuilt, mm -hmm. and he had the all white outfit. All oh, he was looking so clean. That's my version. So I expect mm. him to come out of it that way. And um, yeah, the kids going to happen because they've been setting up the Young Avengers the last two, three movies. We already got Stature. We're getting Hawkeye. Now you're getting Speed and uh, Wiccan. All you need now is a Hawkling and yeah. uh, a Patriot. And you got a whole new and Iron Lad. That's a whole new, whole new franchise right there. Teen Heroes. Um, <laughs> So yeah, you know it's gonna. It, I don't. I don't know. Eventually, you know she's gonna end up going to Doctor Strange or something. He he got to be the new Tony Stark. He gotta help people to make a, a new Avengers, and he's gonna help her. And somehow we get to 
I get Doc Ock back. That's all I care about. Doc Ock. And Toby. I get Toby back. I get my Spider-Man back. And then that's all I care about. I get my Spider-Man back. I'll back up what Roberto said. I, I think Vision's going to be dead coming out of this. Or at least the Vision as we know him is going to be dead. There may be a 2.0, like Julian suggests, and I think that would be great. I think that it's, it's pretty likely we can get you know Tommy and Billy. I think that they'd be good. And I, I think that the... MCU is very consciously building toward its next generation of characters right now. So I think they're very conscious of wanting to build toward Young Avengers. And I'll be surprised if they don't do that. I think that we will see surprise visitors. I think we will see a Quicksilver show up. I think we will see Doctor Strange show up by the end of this of this series. And I think it will be a very smooth transition into Multiverse of Madness because I think that Wanda's going to see that she can't go on the way she is, but there's a hope for her to have a happy life if she gets this handle on her powers. And that's what I think Strange can offer her. Mm. Well, to the extent that the comics and the events in the comics are used as source material and inform to some degree uh, the events in the movies, I really think that uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch limited series, uh, the 85 one, Okay. Story by Steve Englehart, art by Richard Howell. That miniseries is going to inform a lot of the stuff that happened because that issue number 12 uh, of, of that story, um, that's where the kids were born. Uh, Doctor Strange is in it, as you may remember, because they needed Doctor Strange to come help deliver those kids. And But also mm-hmm. the fact that uh, ultimately it was bad with the kids and they went away, even though uh, Wiccan and Speed ended up being reincarnated later. Um, I'm, I'm just not sure what Marvel is going to do with that. And the whole multiverse thing, it could be less of a reincarnation and more they find these people on some other world, alternate universe or something. You know, I mean, I, um, I don't see these kids that she gave birth to in episode number three surviving <laughs> through the end of this thing. I just, you know, I, they, they are as, in my mind, as nebulous as, uh, you know, the first Tommy and, uh, and Billy. And uh, that whole explanation for how they came along in the first place and what happened to them, it was tragic, but it all made sense. And I wouldn't have a problem, frankly, if they uh, roboticized the vision. Um, I, I think that even though the MCU version kind of went in another direction, he was enough like the comic book vision, and particularly in terms of the relationship with Wanda and all that, um, you know, that it's uh, it, w- it would be interesting. I mean, especially since he's deactivated now. If they could somehow reassemble him and how he would be very different as a reassembled version versus the vision that he was before you know so yeah. but I, I think it all offers a a lot of opportunity for great stories going forward and you know there's certainly no shortage of that and especially if marvel is going to transition to some new generation which is something that we haven't seen ever in the comic books because they have tended to cling to these older characters anyway so look uh, that's all time we have i'd like to thank my panelists and you two for tuning in of course fantastic forum is also a television show check your local listings and visit the website at fantasticforum.tv the show re-airs each and every 
Thursday on WERA from 3 to 4. If you miss any portion of it here on Saturday, you can always check it out there. Uh, also, check us out as a podcast. Thanks to our friends over at the Great Geek Refuge. The podcast is available on all platforms where you can download such media. Please do. It's great. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We love to be liked. We like to be followed. And remember, tune in again next week. Same bat time, same bat station. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, people. Stay safe.